There's a story that when Cortez reached the New World, he burned his ships. It was a signal to his men that there is only one option. And two years later, he succeeded in conquering the Aztec Empire. Brutal story. True or not, it illustrates the fact that massive goals require massive action. On today's episode, I'm going to tell the story of how my wife and I decided to burn our own boats and make a massive leap of faith and leave our nest, San Francisco, our home of the past 24 years, to move to a relatively unknown small town with only a few contacts and no jobs lined up. Let's do this. Welcome to the Small Town Secret Sauce Podcast. I'm Barton Quigley, your host. This show is all about empowering you to create the life you want in a small town. Join me as we explore the joys of living a simpler life while succeeding in your business or community organization and overcoming the unique challenges of a smaller population. With inspiring interviews and stories of entrepreneurial success, you'll be motivated to take charge of your life and thrive in your small town community. Hello and welcome to episode three and the second half of the We Story of how and why my wife and I decided to completely transform our lives at the age of 50 to create one that filled our souls. As a life coach, my mission is to help 100,000 people create their vision of a passionate, meaningful life. And hey, what better way than to walk the talk? Now, don't get me wrong, this story is far from being finished. However, I find that stories that are in progress are vastly more beneficial and interesting rather than just seeing the final product. So just to recap the last episode real quick, Amy and I did a lot of soul searching to uncover what we wanted most at this point in our lives. And a big piece of that pie was to live in a small town. We had created a vision board of this dream town and much to our surprise, we found it. Lynchburg, Virginia of all places. Not only that, but it checked every single box on our vision board. I'm not kidding. So we were super excited and feeling real good. Well, that's great. But uh, yeah, how are we going to pull this off? We're not rich. We're not retiring. I wasn't sure if my San Francisco dog walking business would float or be as successful in a small town in central Virginia. I mean, there was nothing like it here. And there was also no local office in Amy's company to relocate to. So I know what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, why didn't you guys think about that piece before you got all dreamy about a small town? Well, I'm a believer that you have to dream big and without a bunch of limitations or else you're going to settle into what you know. I mean, think about that for a second. A lot of people stay stuck and they're afraid of big changes. So having a vision that lights up your soul will give you massive motivation. Besides, one angle we thought of was that Amy could keep her job and work remote. After all, she'd been doing it for a couple of years since the pandemic anyway, and remote work was still a big thing. And we also knew plenty of people that were doing remote work, no problem, even relocating. So if she could keep her Bay Area salary, well, my goodness, well, then we can make this dream even bigger and buy our very first house. So after our visit to Lynchburg in September of 2022, when we knew that we were sold, Amy got right to work on getting the remote work approval. She started with her boss making a solid case for how this could work. And once he gave the green light, oh my goodness, we became highly encouraged, like, holy crap, it's happening. And with fingers crossed, Amy kept running this up the flagpole. 
And when that final yes came through, we were electric with excitement. And as my close friend Mark kept saying through this whole process, it's all going according to the master plan. So that's when we created our second vision board. After all, the first one was so successful, let's get another one on the books. And this one was for the house. We'd been pinching our pennies ever since we came up with this idea and felt confident that we could have enough to, to pull this off. So I, I reached out to the local realtor we discovered on YouTube, as I mentioned in the last video, super awesome, the fantastic J.D. Miller, and said, yo, man, we're ready. Now, I, I know you're thinking like, okay, well, why don't you guys rent first? Well, for a number of reasons. One, we didn't want to move twice. Two, there were hardly any houses for rent that would take a dog and a cat. Three, we were sick of living in apartments. And not only that, but our vision board didn't have an apartment, darn it. No, it had a house. And also, our, our poor rescue pup, Pickles, she does not do well whatsoever around other dogs. And the poor thing has been in a city all of her life where there are just tons of dogs. So giving her a house with plenty of land would be such a gift. So, beginning in December of 2022, we started remote house hunting with JD. And we immediately felt super comfortable with the process. JD's awesome, and besides, we'd burned through way too much of our precious little savings trying to fly back and forth from San Francisco to Virginia to look at houses, and also thought, you know, we could be missing out on a house that we really wanted if it was because of travel time. You know, it was still an aggressive market. And also, it would just be too disruptive to our jobs. So anyway, after sifting through a bunch of duds, we finally found the house we created, literally, I'm not joking, that we created on our vision board. This is crazy. Is this vision board magic going to like work again? Well, there was a snag. There was a buyer ahead of us, but they had to get their current house under contract in order to be able to buy this one. And if we put in an acceptable offer, then the first buyers would have 48 hours to get their current house under contract, or we would be the ones to be buying the house. So we, we slept on this idea and we woke up certain Went ahead and put in an aggressive offer and just, uh, yeah, just basically like freaked out for like the next 48 hours. I mean, absolutely consumed with excitement. You know, it's kind of like you're sitting there watching TV and you're like, I, I don't even know what I'm watching because the only thing in my head is that freaking house and looking at my, my watch or my phone or the clock or whatever, like every five seconds, excruciating. And as luck would have it, at the 11th hour, Wah, wah, wah. Buyer number one got their house under contract. We felt defeated. I know it's a process and all that, but ever since we hatched this whole idea and found the new hometown of our dreams, it was all we could think about. This was our path, and we wanted to get it done ASAP. But what we didn't realize at the time was that by missing out on that house, the universe, in all of its mysterious ways, was doing us a solid. Because the next day at work, Amy received an email that remote work was no longer approved. And we learned that this was company-wide, industry-wide, and in fact, the tide had turned in the U.S., where many employers around the country were saying the same thing. We're pulling back on remote work approval. God knows why, right? Like, I don't know, they feel like the employees were getting stuff over on them when it was proven that they were much more productive working from home. But anyway, whole nother show for that. So we were devastated. But at the same time, we were undeterred. On to plan B. And in the powerful words of Linda Clyatt Wayman, so what, now what? We all have a choice in how we view things in life. Is life happening to me 
or is it happening for me? We decided firmly on the spot that life is happening for us. Our intuitions were clear. We are doing this. So Amy started hunting for remote work jobs. The challenge would be her skill set. She's a, a Swiss army knife and doesn't fit into a dime a dozen job descriptions. Her industry experience is culinary, but not in restaurants, more on the corporate and media side of things. But in general, she's a project manager. However, the problem with so many employers pulling the plug on remote work was the sudden tidal wave of people applying for the very few remote work positions available. I mean, she would come in and show me crazy stuff like, look at this, babe, 4,000 applicants. That job has been posted for two hours. Well, you know, we try to put on our patient's hat. We had the luxury of the fact that this relocation was a choice. There was no gun to our head, but, you know, we were determined and excited. And this job hunting phase would prove to be very frustrating and challenging. Amy just wasn't getting any nibbles, despite applying to jobs that she was perfectly qualified for. Now, eventually, she did line up some interviews. And these were actually in the industry and using her skill set. And she would go through several rounds each with some of them. Yet each time she missed out. Uh, overqualified was a common one. And don't get me started on that. Overqualified just drives me insane. Uh, another one was like an internal hire or they just made another choice. Okay. Well, this, this was this was proving really difficult. And how long was, was this going to take, right? I mean, we could be patient or we could say, what about plan C? How about a local job? There was actually a position with the mortgage lender that we used when we were doing our house hunting but after a call with the hiring manager, it just basically seemed that overqualified was the reason for not getting that one. And there just weren't a lot of other options in town that Amy could be qualified for. Well, there's always plan D, I said, babe. I go back into corporate insurance at one of the local offices, <laughs> and Amy said that is a hard no. You're not going back into that environment. You're chasing your dream of coaching and the mental wellness brand. I'll figure this out. And I have to tell you, that is something that is so special and beautiful about us. It's how we support each other's dreams. I supported Amy when she went into culinary school and got her career going. And she supported me when I needed to trim down my dog walking business so I could get the coaching practice going. She said, babe, we are creating this vision of ours. We will figure it out. Now, I mentioned the Downtown Lynchburg Association in the last episode, the nonprofit that helps revitalize, grow, and promote downtown Lynchburg. Well, I am a super fan of the amazing work that these people do. They are a huge reason why, in my opinion, that Lynchburg is on the upward trend. So I started donating monthly some time ago. And they kind of knew who we were because of our contact with their marketing director. We had reached out, got on the phone with him, picked his brain, and we were actually supposed to have lunch with him when we visited in September. And, you know, I just fanboy all over their Instagram account. So they, they kind of know who we were and that we were trying to move there. Well, the executive director, Ashley, sends out a monthly thank you email to the donors. So I shot her a reply and said, you guys do amazing work. We're so excited to move there. And we can't wait. And as soon as Amy gets a local job, then we're locals. Two seconds later, I'm not kidding. I get a reply. Well, what's she interested in? There's a lot of jobs around here that never get posted. It's a small town. Bing. That was the light bulb moment. I shared that email with Amy and I said, I think we have our plan E. So Amy reached out to Ashley and shared her resume. This was on a Thursday. And after Friday and Monday came and went without any follow-up response, Amy's hopes fell. And, and honestly, who could blame her? The universe seemed to be shutting every door in our face. 
But then the next day, she gets a follow-up email from Ashley, who said she'd been networking on Amy's behalf, and, hey, here are five groups that I think would be a good fit for you, and here are the people who you should contact. I mean, how sweet was that? And Ashley, if you're listening, thank you. Um, but that was that was the first real lesson for us, anyway, that small towns just work differently. And after Amy had two promising discovery calls with two of the groups and kept getting the same question, oh, this is great, we would love to talk to you further, when do you get here? Well, at that moment, we both had the same gut feeling. We, we just have to get there. I mean, Amy wasn't going to line up a job from afar, and I wouldn't be able to start my dog walking business there until we were locals, until we lived there. So this presented a big financial risk not to have jobs lined up ahead of time. I mentioned at the top of the show that we had a few contacts. Well, one of them was J.D. Miller, the realtor who we'd been working with and who would become a very good friend. But the other one was a longtime friend of Amy's who had been in and out of her life and had recently come back in and, as luck would have it, had relocated from the Bay Area to Lynchburg. And she bought a house and had an extra bedroom. And she had offered over and over again, you guys should come stay here. Get your feet on the ground. Thanks for showing me this town. This is this is great. This is exactly what I needed in my life. But we thought, you know, we could do this on our own. However, again, back to not wanting to rent an apartment, house rentals being scarce, and having a roommate again after all these decades of just, the two, just being the two of us. Well, that would be a challenge. So we thought about it, and we slept on it over and over and over again. So we kept coming back to the same conclusion over and over again each time we would wake up. Intuition would say, let's do it. And we, we kept talking about this. We talked about this extensively. But we just kept, again, coming back to the same conclusion that this is the right call and that we have the faith in ourselves and our ability that we can get on our feet quickly. So we said, okay, let's do this. We picked a date and got the plans in motion. And on June 28th, 2023, we rolled into our new hometown with our pets and a few things to get us going. It was a rough landing. And the first two months would present challenges well beyond what we anticipated. Hurdle after hurdle, unforeseen, just kind of what in the hell is going on. And just as we called it like the hit parade. Now, I won't get into details because it's personal, but I will say that we had to dig deep into our bag of mental wellness tools to get through this. And as insane as we both felt until we got on our own two feet, the beautiful thing is that, honestly, we were closer than ever. More in love. I Honestly, I didn't think we could fall further in love. Like, we really, really, really love each other. And I thought, hey, we're at the pinnacle. No, we found a new level through this experience. But also... Our faith and our decisions never wavered. And as we worked through this rough patch, things started to turn. The networking paid off and Amy got a job. And at the same time that we found a house for rent that we absolutely just love. It's two bedrooms. It's got a fireplace, big old yard, plenty of space, um, multiple bathrooms, which for, for y'all married couples out there, you can feel me on that one. That's nice. Uh, but it's also, it, it's quiet. It's in a quiet neighborhood. And my dog walking business also got off the ground and I got some coaching clients. And because you are listening to this, I launched this podcast all about the joys of small town living and running your own business or community organization. 
And it's just, we're so flipping happy. And I, I have to say this real quick is that you, you almost need that kind of thing, right? To have those challenges because you heard from the very beginning, you know, from last episode of this one, we created a vision board, checked off everything. It was just like, I mean, I don't know if we were cocky, but it was definitely like, Hey man, everything is coming up Millhouse. Like we love this. We just rolling right on down the road. So to have those challenges test us hard and for us to work through that and to not get into despair, but to, to know it's kind of like a sharpening stone, right? You got to grind that metal against stone to make it sharp. We got sharp and we also knew that our intuition was spot on. So I started saying this little mantra uh, when, when we got into this house and we got through those, those rough first two months. I was just like, erase them. Scratch them, throw them in the trash. The, the clock is now starting. This is our real entry into our new small town. So I would say we're just getting started. And that actually has become a mantra of ours. Because through all the work that we keep putting in, because like I said, the story is not written. We're not sitting here flush with cash and everything's honky-dory. We're still working. I'm still getting my coaching business going. I'm still got spots to fill in the dog walking. Amy is working towards getting full-time work and doing all that other kind of stuff. But with each new success that we have, we just step back, toast each other and say, ching, we're just getting started. And with that, that concludes the Wii story for now. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Hopefully you, you got something out of that, this crazy story, this crazy process. And like I said, uh, it's still unfolding. So I will be sure to share updates on future episodes. Please be sure to subscribe so you can be alerted when those future episodes drop, where I'll be also sharing amazing stories from entrepreneurs and community leaders from small towns, as well as updates on our own journey. And also please be sure to check out the Downtown Lynchburg Association and consider supporting the amazing work they do. Whether you live here or not, it's just a thing of beauty, and I think small towns is going to be where it's at for this country uh, going forward. Big cities are cool, but there's something just special about the slower pace and simpler life of a small town.